0: I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn, yes, even you, and that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well hello, and welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence. Now as promised in last week's episode, we're changing things up, we're changing things up here at the speaking with confidence and we are sharing more stories we are doing more interviews and in particular I'm embracing my very strong my very strong philosophy around working out loud working out loud is well actually remember when you were at school and in maths, the teacher always wanted you to show your workings. They In maths, they wanted to see line by line how you got to your conclusion. And in fact, you would often get, even if you got the answer wrong, you would get marks for going through the process. Well, for me, working out loud in business, in careers, in influence, in confidence in life, it requires a similar Process. It requires a similar process of working out loud because it's in watching and hearing and learning how other people do it that our lives get easier. So the interviews on Speaking with Confidence are designed to show you, demonstrate to you how other business owners, community leaders are using speaking to build their profile, to make their impact to make their dent in their communities and to for them to share their speaking tips and insights, tricks. Today, we have Danielle Lewis. Now, Danielle, as I say in the interview, Danielle and I have been in each other's orbits for years. She is an absolute dynamo entrepreneur, an absolute go-getter, just give me the opportunity and let's see where I can take it. And you'll hear in our discussion how as somebody who wears too many hats, does too many things, speaking has been a key to everything that she has done. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy Danielle's insights. And trust me, there is an absolute gold, gold insight in here around how she manages her nerves. It's beautiful. I've never heard it quite like this before. So enjoy Danielle, welcome to the Speaking with Confidence podcast. It's awesome to have you here. It's awesome. I feel like we've been in each other's orbit for so long um, and here you are. Here you are. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and you're right. We have been in each other's orbit for so long and I'm glad that we're coming back to, to colliding again. It's so good. It's nice, isn't it?
0: So let's kick off this conversation um, by you telling our listeners a little bit about you, what you do. You, like many of us, wear a few different hats. And why do you do the things that you do?
1: Great question. So I do too much. Let's start let's start with that. Um, I run two businesses at the moment. I have a scrunch, which is an influencer marketing platform and influencer social and content agency. And that business has been around for over a decade now. And uh, I also run a company called Spark Business. And Spark is a platform for women in business. Um, and we help to empower them to grow their profit and impact through memberships, courses, loads of free stuff, um, and an amazing grant program that we've just kicked off. So yeah, so both businesses are very heavily sales and marketing focused, and that's my background. So before I was a business owner and entrepreneur, that's what I did. I was in sales for, oh gosh, a decade before that, if you can believe the uh, gray hairs and wrinkles that
0: I'm covering up. Which we can't see any of. Excellent. Great.
1: (laughs) Great. Uh, yeah, so and why do I do Why is such an interesting question? I have uh, always felt like throughout my career and time in business that I have just fallen into things a little bit and just moved with the next opportunity and the next opportunity. And um, it wasn't until probably the last few years that I've really started to take a step back and think about designing things a bit, a little bit more intentionally than that and really figure out what I love doing and how I can move the businesses towards the stuff that I love a little bit more. And for me, funnily enough, it is talking to amazing people. So not a surprise that I've had a career in sales. Um, But if all I did was just talk to amazing women in business all day, I would be so happy. Um, But yeah, so why do I do what I do? I do what I do because I absolutely love building relationships. I love teaching people how to grow, whether it be personally or professionally. And I have obviously a big passion for women in business because I have been a woman in business for so long. Um, So yeah, that's what keeps me, you know, getting up in the morning and stressed at night and not sleeping. (laughs)
0: Uh huh. I relate to pretty much every single thing you just said. <laughs> every single thing. Mm. I want to pick up on the fact that you said that you love talking to amazing people. Um, this is the Speaking with Confidence podcast. You obviously therefore talk and speak a lot as part of the business. Mm. There is a big difference though between just having a chat and then using mm. your—I'm going to say—using your speaking, using your talking to drive growth, particularly in a sales and marketing context. How important has speaking been to you in building your businesses?
1: Uh, it has been the only, <laughs> almost the only critical thing I can think of because it's so, it's so intrinsic in every part of business, you know, and I, so I will always bang on about sales because I'm a salesperson by trade and as a business owner, you live and die by the revenue coming into your company. And I have just found that talking, speaking uh, has been pivotal in all of the things that we've done. So as we've tested different ways of selling in our business and growing in our business, uh, speaking is at the heart. So whether it is uh, events that we put on and I host or whether it be speaking on panels, so at other people's events, whether it be hosting a podcast, whether it be a one-on-one sales scenario, it is always about, speaking but you I love what you just said around that it's not just talking at somebody like speaking is so much more than that and there is a listening element (laughs) that makes your speaking even stronger so it is a really really important skill I think that everybody should have
0: yeah agreed agreed have you had to work on your speaking skills or has it been something that you kind of grew up with, left school with, developed? Have you ever actually consciously had to think about it, I guess?
1: Yeah, that's it's interesting because I don't – when I reflect on what I've done – Yes, I absolutely worked on it. Um, but if you, you know, caught me in the moment over the last 20 years, I probably would have gone, nah, I just, I just love talking. <laughs> um, but no, so I, I know I am a naturally an extrovert, so naturally love to speak. Um, I love being on stage and I love public speaking, usually as soon as I'm off stage. The lead up, but not, not so much.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I to... Tell me more about that.
1: Oh my God. I, so it's so weird. I love public speaking. I love presenting, love hosting events, but in the moments leading up to getting on stage, I want to fake my own death. I get so <sighs> nervous it, and I can't, and I have done so many, like I have hosted hundreds of events, been on so many panels and I can't shake it. <laughs> it's wow. incredible. So How I love How do you push it through it I then? I learned this amazing trick to um, talk to your fear, like talk to your nerves. So by saying, hey, this is gonna sound very woo-woo, but to kind of go, hey, I know I I can't um, get rid of you. I know you're here, these nerves, this fear, this nervousness. But I actually love this, so I'm going to go and do it anyway. And you know what, you are welcome to come with me. That is all good, nerves, fear. You can come if you want to, but I'm still going to do it. So this is funny, like talking to it, kind of, so it's a little bit separate from you. It's just this kind of thing that's accompanying you on your journey. It just sounds very weird saying it out loud.
0: (laughs) Well, rest assured, it actually doesn't sound weird to me. That makes perfect sense. And I love that as a strategy for, as you say, it happens. Mm. It still happens every single time you're about to hit a stage. Mm. You know that you love the impact that you create when you're on a stage. You know that you love the feeling when you get off. So, standing there present with that fear and as you say mm. acknowledging it as a separate part so not taking it all on as this is me but going mm. but it's here and so I'll acknowledge it like that is so powerful Ooh, I yeah got goosebumps.
1: oh good no and it is such a when I learned to do that it was something that just I really felt not a lot of calm but a little bit of calm a little bit of extra calm and it really helped me push through so I always tell people that trick
0: yeah, that's a ripper of a trick. That's, that's gold. I feel like we can be done here. And Yeah, that's, thank, that's there we go. Thank some, you. <laughs> right. Now, um, when I interrupted you, you said that you kind of haven't necessarily consciously forward-looking worked on your speaking. But what else have you improved over the years? What else have you done better as you've, I guess, hit more stages and overcome your nerves more often or done more podcasts?
1: Yeah. So a few things. Um, Saying yes uh, has been a big thing for me. So just getting out there. I really feel that speaking is like a muscle that you need to train. Um, You do need to practice. And the more, uh, and it is funny, you know, I find the more you know your subject matter the easier it is, the more relaxed you can be, the more you can chat, but you only get to that point by doing it again and again and again and preparing again and again. Um, so absolutely practice has just been the biggest thing for me is just putting myself out there saying yes, putting my hand up when somebody has said, do you know anyone that could speak on this panel? I'm like, ah, I'm half qualified. I'll do it.
0: Uh, <laughs> only half. Nice work.
1: Well, look, you know, I just, well, you know, I just watched the Barbie movie yesterday, so I'm very on the, a train of you know women just need to go for things even if they feel like they're not quite there yet so (laughs) yeah so really for me it's been practice saying yes at every opportunity but also creating my own opportunities so somebody said this to me once they said how do I get on panels like people haven't asked me to speak and I was like make your own event (laughs) like Why not do it yourself? You know, host your own event, create a virtual panel. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to invest a lot of money and hire a ballroom and do all the things, but you can, you know, show up and create your own podcast or run an online event or, you know, invite people in your industry onto a panel. You know, you can create your own opportunities to practice and use your voice to champion your business or your cause or your issue or or whatever it might be so for me it has just meant putting myself in as many situations as I can to speak and that's been the thing that over time I've just gotten better and better and better at, at doing it I, I it I
0: love it I love it and it that arcs, oh, it, it takes me back to a very similar conversation that I had with Kate Toon who said I literally just as much as I hated it <laughs> I did it anyway and she talked about um something like in the space of a year she did 45 speaking engagements I know I was like whoa Mm. Um, and they were externals they were other people's audiences they were other people's stages and she said I hated every second of it but I did it and that's when my business exploded because that's what it took
1: but the visibility right there is something about being that person on the stage that gives you instant credibility. Like you have to really stuff it up to to not get an impact out of it, right? Like just by being on that stage, people go, wow, what's this person got to say? So if you show up there with half a, you know, unique selling proposition or message or whatever it might be, uh, it's just hugely impactful for business.
0: Huge. I want to change direction a little bit because, of course, Scrunch is um, influencer marketing. Mm. Influencer marketing has always been built on the premise of other people and very particularly people giving Mm. credibility and authority to a product, to a brand. Now with the, I was going to say the advent of, but it's not the advent, it's the rapid rise of artificial intelligence. Well, Mm. actually, it's machine learning. Let's be really clear. It's machine learning. Um, in the form of chat, GPT and similar. What do you think is going to happen with influencer, personal brand, personal authenticity when at the moment we're being, I don't know, invited to automate our content and script and robotize our content?
1: It is such an interesting question because I feel like as much as we can predict, sit here and predict the future. And also, and even sometimes um, not wish the future to happen, we do probably have to recognise that progress in any sense is going to happen anyway, whether we like it or not. So getting on board with I feel with, like you uh, just you said can... that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it is interesting because it's sort of like I watch the different uh, viewpoints on, so AI is obviously a big one. And I do wonder, you know, will our opinion matter? Will we change the world? Perhaps not. Can we figure out how to leverage it so that we can still make the impact that we want to create in the world? Perhaps that's the better of the outcomes, uh, you know, who, who am I to say, but, but that's kind of what I think. So from an AI point of view, it is really interesting because it does have the possibility of taking away everything we're talking about, right? Of... We're talking about using our voice. We're talking about speaking. We're talking about connecting with people, building relationships, being authentic in the world. And that is, you know, when you look at it on a surface level, almost the antithesis of all of the things that we're talking about. And I have seen it in very small ways. So they have created a couple of artificial influences. So fully 3D rendered people or whatever we got characters might be a better word. Um, and you can interact with those characters. Those characters have gotten brand deals so it's gone all the way through to that realm. I have seen influencers create AI versions of themselves and I've also seen people use AI to script their content so it is happening whether we like it or not from an impact point of view i think we have to be very careful because i don't think consumers are stupid i think consumers are very smart and i think that consumers can tell when you're not being real and you're not being authentic you know it's something interesting happened through covid even with influencers All of these super luxury aspirational ones kind of just fell out of favor and all of the people who were just being a little bit more real, showing up with no makeup on in their tracksuit pants really took off. People wanted to see and relate to people and I think it will ensure AI is going to mature, machine learning will mature and perhaps there will be a a point in time where it does really sound like us. But I think that's a long, long way off. And I think that whilst we can use AI or chat GPT to our advantage to uh, be more productive, I don't think we should ever take away our voice, whether it be through written or spoken communication, because I think consumers will be able to tell.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I'm really glad that you said that, um, because I think even as we embrace these tools that perhaps can amplify our reach or perhaps can speed up our process or, you know, Mm. I use a bit of AI to help me get past writer's block, but it's still got to be my voice, right? It's still got to be me in my casual, slightly reverent, um, slightly rebellious way. And as soon Mm. as it's not, as soon as it's formal, as soon as it's roboticized, people go, are you sick, or have you just like run you. yourself through a bot?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's so true. I've tested it a lot with uh, social media captions, with blog articles, with scripts, with ideas, and whenever it writes something, something longer than a couple of sentences I read it and I go oh that's not that's not me I don't even know who that is but I don't like them and I don't want them on my team so I think there's <laughs> real real power in using these tools for brainstorming exactly like you said get over writer's block and sometimes you just there's there's a word you can't think of or a concept or something and it mm. and it does just get you past that point point. Uh, and I think that's so powerful but yeah, I agree. It just doesn't sound like a human Ooh. or a good human anyway. <laughs> or a fun or,
0: human or an interesting yeah. human or, yeah, or, yeah, or the Danielle human or the cat human. Yeah. And, I, and I think this yep. is actually one of the things we need to get past that need to sound perfect because what the mm. what the bot can often do is make you make you feel like it's making you sound better because it's gotten really concise sentences and good grammar and all of that kind of stuff, which is mm. all lovely. Except it's stripped out all the personality.
1: Exactly. It's not, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see where it will go. I'm Mm. very curious, but I think we do need to, as business owners specifically, pay particular attention to where we let it creep into our world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Might start doing some... I was about to say I might start doing some split testing on captions and stuff, but I know I'm not going to do that whatsoever. Yeah. I'll just keep writing my own stuff.
1: Yeah, that's for <laughs> future me that has a lot of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know where she lives because I just I keep adding stuff to my either. list. Oh, dear. <laughs> Danielle, as we wrap up, what, are, what would you say are the biggest mistakes that you see particularly women business owners make when it comes to speaking? Um, you know where do they where do they trip themselves up?
1: I think there's probably two elements that spring to mind, and one is generally holding themselves back from throwing their hat in the ring, so just generally not going for it or creating those opportunities or putting their hand up when there is an opportunity, uh, which just drives me wild. Yeah. <laughs> and. And then I think preparedness. So just, you know, when those opportunities do arise, making sure that you have sat down with yourself and understand who it is you'll be speaking to, whether it's one person in the sales meeting or a hundred people at an event, and really just thinking about your key points Uh, I don't think you need to ever have a giant, and look, I know some people will write their giant entire script, but I think the biggest thing is when you know the points that you have to hit, you get a lot more comfortable because those things are in your mind and then you can relax and be a little bit more real and authentic and chatty around those points. So really, I think it is just, yeah, showing up and, and putting yourself out there and then being prepared when opportunity strikes.
0: I love that. And in particular, focusing on those key points, I talk mm. a lot in this podcast as well as in the Impactful Presenter's Program around three key messages and no more than three. And all the rest is is almost fluff. It's the filler. But once you're clear mm. on where you're taking your your listener or your audience, you can be far more conversational and authentic rather than memorizing your script and hanging on for dear life
1: uh do you know what i remember i memorized a script one time and i will never do it again because i froze and i was like wow because and and it was because somebody was taking us through this event that was what they said no you've got to remember you've got to memorize it and i tried and then when i got to a point and forgot what was next i just totally froze up and it was and i just went and it was like in that moment of standing in front of hundreds of people i went you know what stuff this i'm just going to talk and I instantly relaxed and I remembered half the stuff I was going to say anyway. So, yep. uh, yeah, those that three key points is, is a really good point <laughs> to make.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, to close, you've already left us with an awesome speaking tip around talking to the fear. Do you have another gold nugget or is that the piece that you want to leave us with? Do you have uh, another speaking tip? Well,
1: Look, the only thing, and I know I've said this as well uh, in this recording, but it would just be create your own opportunities. You know, it is really lovely to think that all of these amazing events and things and someone will ask you to do something, but don't hold yourself back. Create your own opportunities because the world needs the thing that you're creating.
0: And when you create your own opportunity, then you also create the opportunity for people to invite you into their opportunity because you're quite literally demonstrating your expertise and your knowledge. Danielle, exactly. thank I you so it. much. I knew this was going to be a ripper of a conversation and of course it was. <laughs> um, so thank you and thank you for, for joining me on a short notice, unprepared and um, for just having a chat. Um, where can people find you?
1: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. People can find me either uh, at scrunch in marketing land at scrunch.com or if you're a woman in business at sparkbusiness.global and uh, you'll find me in both of those places.
0: And we'll have those links in the show notes. So if you're driving and you didn't quite catch those, it's okay. You can catch them in the show notes. And if you're listening to this before the end of August, and I know it'll be tight and you're a woman in business, then you want to quickly head over to Spark uh, Global to get the details of the $10,000 Women in Business grant. It's mind-blowing. Danielle, thank Thank you so much. Thank you. That was so good. So good. I really hope that you heard what Danielle was saying about both creating your own opportunities, as well as talking to the fear acknowledging that your fear yes it feels real but it's not you and I love that technique that Danielle described of just having a conversation with her fear and saying yep I, I, I get it I get that you're here I get that you are feeling worried and nervous and I'm going to do this anyway because I really enjoy this so you can come with me and I'm doing this anyway I just just thought that was a magical tip so the links to all of danielle's um, businesses scrunch as well as spark are in the show notes i highly encourage you to go and check them out i would also love to continue this conversation with you in the speaking with confidence facebook group so head over there right now speaking with confidence with kat Matson on facebook ask me a question ask danielle a question share your thoughts tell me how you deal with the fear or maybe tell me about the opportunities that you're about to create for yourself so speaking with confidence with Kat Matson on Facebook next week I have another juicy 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 interview with you with with someone to share with you so I look forward to having you join me again next week in the meantime here's to confidence and he's to impact I'll see you really soon